you found out that you had a a brain, brain tumor. a brain tumor, mm-hmm. and you go in to get this thing taken out. I mean, you, you come out of surgery unable to feel your whole left side wasn't working. Like what? Tell me what? What do you feel in that moment? Boom! Don't! 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 Don't, 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 don't. Do you don't, know Ice, Ice Baby's like 30 years old this year? That song you're singing. He's 30? No, the song. That dude looks miserable. Vanilla. Doom, 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 doom. Vanilla Ice, Ice Baby. Welcome to Funny How Life Works, where we use funny to help you understand how life works. What, what, what flavor is regular Collaborate ice? and listen. Whoa. Ice is back with a funky condition. Mm. I do want to point out that my amazing, <laughs> phenomenal daughter is in the house. Portland, come say hi to the people real quick. Come get on screen so they can see how amazing. Can, can, I, look, can I have one of the kisses I always get like three mm, times a day mm, from me? Mm. My amazing. Portland, does he make you sing You're a Good, Good Father to him? <laughs> who You're you a are. good, good father. Is who you is. You a good, good daddy. Mm-hmm. All right. So today on the show, I'm super, very, very excited to have this guest on because her story is going to blow you back. Let me see. How do we set this up? Because we can set this up in a way where the listeners get one experience. Actually, everybody can get the same, get an experience because she's with us right now after having been not not diagnosed, but the doctors not too long ago let her know after going in for a surgery that she's never going to walk again. And we want to tell you how she's dealing with that whole scenario currently. Wow. This is going to be crazy bananas and really awesome. So stick around so you can find out. Okay. I love this podcast. You'll be laughing out loud and all of a sudden, boom, something that can really help you drops in your lap. I like it because I unexpectedly learn about life. It is so funny. I get to laugh and learn about life at the same time. I like listening to Funny How Life Works with the car and my parents. <laughs> with the car and my parents. Okay. Yo, so you see what I did just now? Man, this shirt is tight. <laughs> this shirt is looking tight. I'm going to hit a... This says Funny How Marriage Works. I'm going to leave it at that because otherwise it's... Man, product scent. placement. It is. Scent wow. Church. Last episode, you had a Scent Church product on. Can you prove that? Yeah, let's go back and watch. <laughs> let's rewind the doggone tape. All right, dude, how you doing, man? Scent Church. My co-host for now is Pacal. Awesome guy. Really, really, really blessed to be working with me. Thank you. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> to be working with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's just a great dude. I, I, I really, uh, I like your messages you, you, when you hear from the Lord, the, those ones. <laughs> he's a great dude. He digs into the Word, and he really authentically, for real, cares about people. And he's one of the pastors who gets to like he gets to be next to the people where it's not like he's over them. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that sounds weird, but he's next to them. So I appreciate it about you. Hey, man. thanks, man. For, I enjoy I serving at Scent Church. Scent it's a great church. Dot CC. We got people excited about making disciples and planting churches. It's pretty cool. And we plant 
a church? Is there a seed? Yeah, in I mean, you dig a little hole in a city. So you're putting people in a hole? Uh, putting ideas in the hole. Putting ideas in the hole, mm-hmm. hoping that they grow. Mm-hmm. There's some ideas that shouldn't be growing. There are yeah. some ideas. <laughs> There's some that shouldn't be growing. You know, they say all it takes is one bad church to ruin people's attitude about the church in general. Which is so weird, man, because if you go somewhere, you get a ha- uh, you go to a restaurant, you get a bad hamburger, you don't say to yourself, I ain't never eating hamburgers again. That's right. You just say, I'm not going to that place no more. Right. Yeah. But people, they tend to make more sweeping judgments about pastors and churches. Yeah. Zig but. Ziglar said, if you let a hypocrite come between you and God, the hypocrite is closer yeah. to God than you are. Speaking of Zig Ziglar, it was powerful. I had some people over my house this week. And this one lady said the reason she's at Scent Church is because she went through a Zig Ziglar course at work, and it was about goal setting. And one of her goals was to get back in church. And she said, that meant I had to start visiting. And I came to visit Scent Church, Um, and I never left. I met her. You did. I did meet her. She got baptized recently. That's dope. She mentioned Zig Ziglar. Did you use water? You did meet her. Yeah, that's enough. Did you use water? (laughs) I held her down extra long. (laughs) Speaking of holding people down, our guest, our guest basically, you would say, had been held down or or something was trying to hold her down. But when I tell you about this woman, there's very little, very little that could really hold her down. Mm -hmm. Like for real. And we're about to find out. So she, man, how do we set this story? Oh, oh, we got to do some. You got to tell people. Yeah, we got to do some preliminary things. First of all, we want to remind people, if you like this podcast, and even if you don't, you should subscribe to it. And you should leave reviews. Uh, well, if you we, don't like it, don't leave a review unless yeah. you want to lie and say it's amazing. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but subscribe because then you get notified every time a new episode comes out. And I love how you, we premiere them sometimes on Facebook now. So mm-hmm. it can even get those notifications if they uh, you know, like your Facebook page, Michael Jr. Comedy. And then um, the non-sponsor sponsor for today. Oh, yes. We have a non-sponsor sponsor today. And that non-sponsor sponsor is, we going back, Embrace Grace. Okay. Embrace Grace. God's grace is in our, 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 uh, in our guest life in a significant way. We're going to hear about that. And then Portland has a question. Yes. You're just waving your <laughs> hand at me. Do you know what Embrace Grace does? Yes, what do I do. do? Anyways, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Embrace Grace, what they do is they come alongside women who have an unexpected pregnancy and they walk them through the process and help them be the moms that God has called them to be. And it's pretty awesome. We actually have children. This is Embrace Grace telling us this. There's been children because of this podcast who now exist mm-hmm. because of because of us. Like, I don't know these girls. Let me just say that. It's not like they're not my kids. But, me and, but when we do that, people hear about Embrace Grace. They've given money. Yep. A lot of these non-sponsor sponsors get money and people hear about them, so it's really pretty dope, man. That's good. We That's met. Good. I met one of the kids. It's, it, it's really emotional when you meet one of the kids that somebody heard online. It's just it's so powerful, yeah. dude. So let's take a voicemail. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And, and the number as they're pulling up a voicemail is 214-308-1177. Yeah, if it's you ever want to leave a voicemail, you call that number and then you just leave a voicemail. And we could listen to it on the air and answer your question as well. So, again, that phone number is... 214-308-1177. Do you still want people? 214-308-1177. Do you still want people to interrupt people? No, do you still want people to uh, start their voicemails with Michael Jr. 
I was wondering. Yeah, if they want to. I mean, okay. if they want to say, if they want to go ahead and say, Pastor Kyle, I was wondering, we'll delete that voicemail immediately. So that's not going to work at all for you. Yeah, let's read some comments, some reviews. Okay, so some comments from the Facebook page. You know, uh, I enjoy reading the comments from Facebook. You oh, yeah, like we read do. From other I platforms. Read, yeah, I read them from YouTube when we get comments from people. You do. I'm a YouTubeler. A YouTubeler. <laughs> that sounds a little weird. Yeah. So a YouTubeler. I'm trying to find the best spot. You know, we did a recent interview with Gary Chapman. Gary Chapman, five, five love, love languages. languages. Check out the earlier episodes. It was really cool. I think it's episode 140 something or not. But Gary wrote the book, The Five Love Languages. That was really. Did you enjoy that, watching that episode? Did you watch it? I enjoyed both of those. Yeah, they were good. But man. the second part, part two of that interview Man, there was so much good stuff, not just for marriages, but for parenting, for work relationships. Mm. We we covered a lot of ground in that interview. And that was fun, dude. I recommend people go back and listen to yeah, that one for yeah, sure. Absolutely. So, so your channel, your videos. Okay, your channel. Your I got a YouTube channel, guys, by the way. Just wanted to point that yeah, out. Yeah, that that's probably better to get uh I mean, I loved how Rebecca Woodruff Morgan on the first episode, the first part of Gary Chapman said, my family's love language is picking on each other. Right? She was like, it's five, but she just added a sixth one. <laughs> and uh, I love the honest question that Stacy D. Stewart asked. Can a person's love language change over time? I remember Dr. Chapman saying, generally, we don't see a change. Mm. You know, we may not know all the reasons for the origin, nature versus nurture, but generally... It's the one that sticks with us for life. Cool. I have a comment from YouTube because we're on YouTube as well. Mm -hmm. It says, interesting show. Looking forward to the next one. <laughs> wow, they are well, not, if we read those They're not comments. committed yet. <laughs> they're not <laughs> committed to the show yet. Well, I just want you to know, Kathy Brandon's committed. She said, I watch all the time. You make me laugh. Thank you, Kathy. I really oh, appreciate that uh, personal compliment for me directly. I don't, I don't think she was talking to you. Um, this one she says, say. this is Jill. Jill says, my love, my love language, number one, my number one love language is physical touch. Then there's a link. Huh, what is this? No, I'm just <laughs> no, I'm just no, there's no, there's no link. Physical touch. Number two, she said, is time spent. Oh, you look back at the past at what already happened. And then words of affirmation. I love the five love language books. It's an easy read and super easy to understand. I, I love this one from Celeste Terry. Video podcast is so nice. Love the vivid colors. See? Oh, cool. Show them your shoes. Boom. That's how we These roll. These are birthday gifts. They were? Whoa. Yeah, my wife got those for me for my birthday recently. All right. Cool. All right. Now, I am super excited to introduce this guest. How do we set her up, man? We both know her personally. Well, you know her a little bit better than I do. Why do you say it like that? Well, because the story, the story she's going to share with us. Actually, you and your wife played a pretty significant role that is true. in helping her navigate this news, devastating news, devastating news. that the doctor shared with her. Okay. I, I know her as a professional, one that helped bring funny how marriage works to local churches and that helps arrange interviews on the podcast, but um, yeah. you know her in a... In a yeah, yeah, in a you're, you're right. Way. You're true. You're, that's right. And um, so how do I set this up? So I refer to her as Rodney but there's not any other humans that do necessarily so for this podcast reasons we're going to refer to her as 
Ari, how do I pronounce your last name again? I've, I've known you for 10 years. I still don't know how to say your last name. Medrano. 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 Ari, Medrano. currently single. <laughs> yes. Medrano. She's currently single, fellas. Beautiful, too. Beautiful. But let's get into the story. So, Rodney, can we, we, know- can we give her some applause? I love that. Wow. On demand. Them dudes are on point, they man. Are. They really I good. like these guys. I hope the replacements are better, though. <laughs> um, no, no, you guys are awesome, man. What's up, Ari? Yo, Ari, in the house. So good to see you. You got a lot of books behind you on the bookshelf. That's so cool. Uh, I'm going to need to see one book in order to finish this podcast. So, oh, there it is. Wow. What do you know? Can you show us what that book is? Oh, oh funny how. Marriage work. Ooh, before he finds you and funny how life works. She got both of those books. Wow. Wait till y'all hear this story. You're going to trip off the fact that it's not a book yet. Okay, Rodney, how do we set this up? Right. So you um, are really close friends with my wife. You guys have known each other since we went to faith church in Los Angeles area. Um, you guys stay in contact. Y'all talk on a regular basis. Um, so how do we want to set this thing up? So you you would call y'all would talk probably what once every month or once every two weeks because now you you were still living in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and then we we're living in Texas, which is way better. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and you found out that you had a a brain, brain a brain tumor. Mm-hmm. And you go in to get this thing taken out, and you yeah. come out of the brain. I mean, you, you come out of surgery unable to feel your whole left side wasn't working. My entire left side. Her entire left side. Yeah. No feeling, nothing at all. And yeah. everything just kind of like what? Tell me what? What do you feel in that moment? What's happening? Everything just blew up um, physically, psychologically, emotionally. I mean, if you can put every single feeling that you ever could feel in a body, every negative feeling at that moment when I opened my eyes was traumatic. Um, Mm. Everyone was screaming and yelling. There was lights everywhere. They were saying, we have two minutes. We have two minutes go and they're on the phone they're saying get get the person out of the mri she's got to go in and and i'm just going excruciating pain not understanding what's happening um let me pause you for a second there this this is pretty traumatic everybody but we'll find there'll be some laughs in here as well at some point i'm believing but just to back up before this took place the last thing you recall prior to going into surgery was Mm -hmm. the doctor letting you know that he he's going to have to shave your head and for those who can't see, those who are just listening right now, Ari has long, she went into surgery with some significantly long hair. Like how long is your hair? I don't know what, I don't know how to do inches or whatever. How long would you say it is? It's halfway down your back. It's right? halfway down your back. Yeah. Or maybe a little more. She's not that, she's not that tall. More. She's not that tall. So <laughs> she got a short back. back. Right. <laughs> so. She goes into surgery with her hair halfway down her back. The, the, the surgeon lets her know, hey, we're going to have to shave your hair. Because that's what they do with brain surgery. They shave your head. So then you kind of get a little, a little upset at oh. this, right? 
Oh, I, I, I lose it. I lose it because I didn't know this going in. When I went in, they said, yes, you have a tumor. It's in a really awful spot. It's in the middle of your vortex. You have to have it extracted. We're going to be three hours, three and a half inch incision. Not a big deal. Right. I go in and it turns out the tumor grew. And then they said it's a full craniotomy, which means a cut from ear to ear, face gets pulled down, the whole nine, which means my entire head is now shaved. Goodness gracious. And I, I lose it. I, I, I had I had already been losing so much in my life during that time. There's so much loss going on. Just you sharing to me that now I'm physically not even going to be able to look at me and see me. Devastating. Yeah. And then while you're yelling and screaming, the uh, the anesthetic geologist is like, okay, that's enough. And sleep. <laughs> right. <laughs> and good night. <laughs> and, good night. Yep. and then you and wake up to pandemonium. Yes. Do you hear a siren Everywhere. in the background right now? I do. Like there's a it's random siren. As soon as I see a pandemonium, yeah. there's a siren right That's now right. in the background. So now all of the, 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 the lights and the people flashing, they're snatching people out of the MRI machine so they can put you in and find out what's going on and what's going on in your head in this moment. Like, you're, first of all, you're in, a, you're in some significant pain. Extreme, beyond even comprehension, this kind of pain. Like I, I've never felt anything, anything like it. And on top of all of that, I'm terrified because everyone's terrified in the room, and I don't know what's going on because I've been knocked out the whole time. I wake up in this excruciating pain, and then everyone else is physically going through this audio pain right. and I'm going okay am I living or dying and right now I felt where's my the very first thought I had was I need a number two I need a number two and by that I mean um I, I need someone to pray with me <laughs> right now right so I, I said that I said someone pray some pray pray is all I kept saying and everyone in the <clears> room <throat> started chiming in and and, and praying over me it, it was the most nice. incredible Beautiful thing. And someone said, I'm Catholic. Can I pray to you? <laughs> like, yeah, bring the yes, dog on Catholic no. prayer. You Jesus, right? Not Jesus or nothing. You're just the same Jesus. Okay. That's dope. Yeah. As long as you're praying to Jesus, I'm here. In the entire room, we just started praying the Lord's Prayer, which was the only prayer I could remember at that time. Wow. Wow. So after everything kind of settles down, they wheel you into your room. And at what point do you notice that you're, you, you don't have any feeling or like you can't feel your left so how does that how does that information come to you um well i was morphined out for what to me seemed forever but it also seemed like a blink of an eye because when when i woke up things things were settled but i was not so pause right not. there for a second so you were really kind of high pastor kyle you want to talk about <laughs> explain that feeling to people well, what it's like when you're somebody's really oh, high and they're goodness. out of it pastor kyle can you do that all right where you know where was the pain this excruciating pain was it in your head was it throughout your body it was throughout my head for sure and and my it was it, i was just run over but i what i will tell you and i believe that i said this to um ebony and because i was t i i could text message believe it or not even though i wasn't all there that i could do and i said it feels like i have the crown of thorns of jesus on my head and just it's all pressing in okay wow still gonna be spiritual it, even though you're in the pain you're gonna bring jesus you're gonna bring spiritual in the pain. wow there you go even in your pain can you bring jesus in because you could have said Amen. Yeah, a non-Christian would be like, felt like somebody was busting me upside the head with a hammer. He was like, no, a crown of thorns. So, so you're laying in your bed, you're in all of this pain, 
They finished wow. the surgery. As far as far as you're laying there, you don't know what's going on. As far as you know, they've shaved your head. You don't like that's probably not even something you're thinking about. But talk to me about how you like. At what point did you realize? Snap! I can't feel my like. Did they tell you, or did you try something? What happened? Um, they would come in, and the, like the nurse would come in and just kind of like adjust, and I'd be like, I can't, I can't, I can't move, I can't move. And I would say that I can't move and I'd see my arm and I'd say, I can't move. And they would just be like, it's okay. It's okay. Because no one had come to talk to me yet about wow. anything that had happened to me at all. So I just, I just knew what I was feeling and not feeling. And obviously panic started really coming into my spirit, which yeah. is when I came across my wife. So she's panicking right now. She can't feel the side of her body. The doctors have not come in yet to explain what has taken place. And uh, and then you decide to do what? You, um, call your wife. She, she called my wife, wow. which is what I do too when I'm not feeling good. <laughs> I do the same thing. So now you didn't call. You had a friend next to you next to you in the bed who called. Did you? Was there yes. a friend there too? Yeah, yeah there's another friend. Yeah, because you didn't pick up the phone and with your right side, like no, yo, girl. I'm, I'm, I don't really remember the detail, whether it was she that called me or, or I called her. But yes, I had uh, my girlfriend with me. And if anything, she's definitely the one that, that reached out. And mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, you all need to have like friends you can definitely call on because this was one of those come to Jesus moments. Let me call right. my girl. So she calls. So you call my wife and then walk us through what happens from your perspective. And then be, and then I'll jump in when, when I kind of jumped in or whatever. And then um, Pastor Kyle, I'm sure, was somewhere praying for somebody in some way, spiritually. So, <laughs> had, he didn't know you yet at this yeah, time. Had I known. Had, you, had he known, that dude prays for him. Like, he prayed for real. He will give you a good 14 seconds of the best prayer you ever. <laughs> That's not true. He's not going to give you no 14 seconds. So, um, so you, so you, what, so what happened? What made you say call my wife? What, what made you? Why? How did she come to your mind to call her? The one, she's always the one friend that's in my mind when, whenever things, for both reasons. One, if anything is crumbling down, or if anything is building up and amazing, like those two scenarios. Mm -hmm. Your wife is the one I call. Your wife is the one I share with. Your wife is the one I want in my corner. Because I know, number one, she's a faith-filled woman. Number two, she's always going to give it to me straight. So yeah. her being for me her, means her being for God, which that relationship is is what I'm all about. Right. So, so I reached out to her because I said, if anyone's going to speak into my life right now at this moment while I'm about to lose this, yeah. it's going to be her. So I heard I heard the story. You called and you didn't, I mean, you were. Hey. Oh, go ahead. Well, you were pretty frantic when you called, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, but how, how do you, do you remember the call? Do you remember the first thing you said? And how? Yeah, how did it go? Yeah. Walk us through it. I don't remember the first thing I said. I, I probably, the first thing I probably said was, I can't move. I can't feel. I can't touch. I can't do anything. Like, I could not get out of bed. You know, yeah. when you can't get out of bed, there's also something you also can't do. Right. Which is get up and go to the bathroom. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. I knew the legs weren't working because I wasn't allowed to get up because I couldn't. I mean, even if I wanted to. So, mm -hmm. it was a very frantic frantic phone call to her god bless right. her heart so right. i'm I, I, i'm home as well and i hear you on the phone talking to her clearly pretty loud and you're not on speaker by the way right just, things is pretty loud or whatever and my <laughs> wife puts the phone down to the side and kind of tells me what's going on and then i uh i'm listening to you talk to her and you're saying things like what what are you saying you remember what, roughly what you might have said to her 
or what was? I can't feel. I can't move. I can't walk. Mm-hmm. I'm paralyzed. Mm-hmm. Like the, all the all the worst case scenario situations were coming out of my mouth. Okay, and then tell them what happened from your perspective. What happens next? After I, I'm like this with her, from my perspective, what happens next is that she just hands over the phone to you because I just hear you on the other end. Which yeah. So I hear yeah. you, and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, yo, let me talk to Rodney. And my wife gives me the phone, and then uh, you are frantic. And then I, I can't recall what. Do you recall what I said first? Because I actually don't recall what I said first. I said, I can't walk. And then you said, which, by the way, really annoyed me at that mm-hmm. time. You said, yes, you can. I said, no, I can't. Mm-hmm. And I think we did that game for about four times. Right. <laughs> because I was I was really upset with you. Like, you're not listening to me. You're not hearing me. And then you were replying back to me as if, no, you're not listening to me. You're not hearing me. Right. Yeah. Because you were focused on what you thought you couldn't do. And I was helping you refocus on what you could do. Yes. Right. And, and I was fighting you every step of the way for those first few moments, for right. sure. Meanwhile, while we're going back and forth with that, and I'm trying to get you in a place where we can really communicate. I was some, praying. Yeah, I was praying <laughs> on a hamburger yeah. or something. <laughs> no, I was praying. Pastor Kyle sent church to <laughs> um, Yeah, that's what was happening. Meanwhile, what was going on in the hospital room while me and you were having this this back and forth. So I had the nurse, I had been waiting and waiting and waiting to hear from my surgical team, which just seemed like forever because they never came. You're always just like, you know, when are they going to come? You never know if it's within five minutes or five days. And so I was told that that day, the surgical team um, was going to come in and they were going to speak to me about my prognosis. Um, And so while we're talking, I see the nurse peeking in over and over, like, is she done yet? Is she done it? She finally just came in and she's just, just like, you need to get off the phone. Your team is here. So the first time I was like, okay, wait, you know, I'm on the phone. So that, that scenario was playing out while the scenario with you and I was playing out. Perfect. So now we're on the phone and, and tell them what you recall about our conversation. So once I finally resigned to the fact that yes, you are right. And I am wrong. I'm not going to say that all the time. Right. But only only time. I was like, can you record this for my wife? (laughs) No, I'm just playing. My wife is dope. So I said, okay. So you said, you know, you can walk. And so you said, God's already shown you. And and again, we did that back and forth. No, he hasn't. No, he hasn't. And you said to me, you know, yeah, you saw, you saw the shoes already that you walk with. And I was like, what is he talking about? And he says, you know, you said, yeah, no, you've seen them. You saw them at the mall. And then you lost me. Because- right. So right now what I'm doing is I'm telling her a story about a pair of shoes that she saw at the mall. Now, I don't know. Here's what I know about her. She going to shop and there's some shoes that she saw at some point. So I'm just activating different parts of her brain to remember what she's seen before so she can also remember what she's done before. So I just simply said, hey, you, you've seen these shoes before. And I'm really bluffing, but I know she's has seen some shoes. <laughs> and then you pick, pick up from there. Then what'd you say? You know, well, one of so the I issues said, was I said the mall, but she don't shop at the mall because she next level bougie. <laughs> she's like, I don't go to no mall. And then go ahead. You said what after that? That was true. And then I said, oh, wait, because I had just been to, the, uh, yes, a bougie street. And I Rodale saw Drive. Is that correct? Is that where? <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. That was it. So yes. I was like, fine. We're on Rodale Drive. What shoes did you see there? 
oh, I got real excited at that point because I said, oh, they were blinged out. They were pink. They were. So I was in. So he got me absolutely in. And he said, let, let, let's go for a walk. Yeah. Now, now I'm in. Yes. Yeah. So I said, go ahead and put those shoes on and let's go for a walk with these shoes on. And uh, I, I don't want to tell the story. You, you do a great job at it. Go ahead. So I laced those beautiful shoes up. And this is all happening in her mind for those who are not following what's <laughs> going on. She's still in the hospital bed with her surgical team banging at the door trying to get in. And her nurse is saying, you better get off the phone or they're just going to leave. And me and her are going for this walk in her mind. And, and then how, yes. do we, how did that go, the walk? So we start walking. We start walking in Rodeo Drive. We start then walking into the forest. I start going into the mountains. At some point, you're no longer in my picture. I was and walking I'm with just, her. And then I'm like, where am I? At? She <laughs> left me on this walk. You were probably <laughs> shopping on Rodeo Drive. <laughs> right. I got what I needed, my shoes, and then I got my walk on. Right. But in the middle of this, as I'm truly looking at this and, and, and seeing myself walk, it was such a profound moment. And at that moment, y'all, the nurse comes busting in the door, and she's like, that's it. Get off. Your doctor is here. Your, your surgical team is here. And they're here to tell you where you're at and where you're going with, with what you're feeling right now medically and i looked at her and i was i was so deep into this and i looked at her and i said get out <laughs> like, it, it was really mean y'all yeah, and yeah. she just looked at me and i said i'm on call with what did i say i think i said um with healing i even yeah, said yeah with healing get out yeah. and she just looked at me and did an about face and walked out oh, and then michael God. said that was awesome but you're going to have to go back and apologize to that nurse later. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Right, right. But move on. Mm-hmm. Yes. But we move on. We do oh, some more walk. I think we went on. to the Redwoods and you're walking all yes. over the place. And then, and then yeah. what happened from there? Everywhere. Just walking everywhere. For me, the next thing I knew was, okay, we were done. Our conversation was done. I, I envisioned myself walking. I just knew I was walking. Like, mm-hmm. okay, like I'm all in now. I'm yeah. 100% in. I am right. walking. You're absolutely right. The Lord showed me. I'm walking. Right. Done. Nurse comes back in and says, your, your team is gone. They're not, they're not coming back. Okay. Like, what are they going to tell me? Something I don't, I don't already know. Like, I'm here. Okay. That's it. Boom. So I don't see them. I get sent to um, a week in ICU and then get sent to a rehab um, center so that I can learn, in their perspective, was learn how to adapt to my new life. In right. my wheelchair, because that's what I was in. So the beautiful part here, too, is you thought you were going to this place so they could rehab you so you could walk again. But when you got there, they understood that they were there to show you how to live in a wheelchair without being able to feel your left side. So you guys are on yes. two different pages, but don't necessarily even know it really. Right. So talk to us about what happened when you got to physical therapy. Yeah, they had their assignment, but I knew what my assignment was. Mm -hmm. My assignment was to walk. Their assignment was to teach me how to live in a wheelchair. And Mm -hmm. so I got there, and I was on my assignment the entire time. Like, there was nothing you can tell me or you can hold me down with in regards to not getting up off this bed. And they tried. They absolutely tried. They tried to treat me as they treat every other patient there is to look at the circumstances and the facts of their life right now. 
and then um, treat that fact. Mm. But the fact in my life was, I'm walking and I'm getting out of here. So we had two different facts going on because I had the facts, uh, fact of the word of God in me. And the mm. word of God was like, you, you are going to get up mm. off this bed. So faith without works is dead. Mm. He does his part. I do mine. So mm. I was not just going to lay in that bed or wait for, you know, I had a therapist that I ended up having to fire because he he was 100% committed to teaching me how to be in a wheelchair. Mm. Yet I was 100% committed mm. to get the heck out of the chair. So when I went in and said, they asked me, you know, what is your goal here? And so I I looked at him really confused. That's probably the look I gave him when I just gave you. (laughs) I I said, walk. And then they looked at me and leaned over and tapped me on the knee like, oh, she's so cute. And I said, no, 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 no. (laughs) I said, dance, dance out. And then they were like, oh, she she lost. Brain injury, brain patient. Like, yeah, right. something wrong. Yeah. Right. Sure, honey. So again, two did they? We had two different assignments. I kept on mine though, and they tried. They tried to stay on theirs. So the one therapist that tried to really keep me there, and he he was trying, and, and you know, bless him, really, he was doing his job. I get that. So I appreciate that. But we were not in alignment, and and I couldn't have that. I had to advocate for myself. And I had to look at not the circumstance that you see me in right now, but where I see myself out of this. And so if you can't see that vision with me, you can't ride with me. Boom. Hmm. Wow. Listen, we we got to we, we, we don't want to go over on our time limit for this podcast. We actually <laughs> have to end right there. Okay. This is so good. We're probably going to do a part two. Probably. So. We, we have to do a part two. Because people have to know what happens. <laughs> <laughs> right now, you almost can't. Wow, you guys got to stick around for what happens. But, but there's multiple off-the-cuff moments. I'm going to let you go off the cuff. No, nah, man. Because I feel <laughs> weird. I'm in the story, and I'm going to go off-the-cuff on my own story. Like, it's a little, I can do it. I, I got it. I'll, I'll go. Okay. Okay. Man, so the off, no, you should go. You go. You got it. Okay. Well, the off the cuff moment that I'm going to go off the cuff on is the last statement. That if you can't ride with my vision, you can't ride with me. Mm, mm, mm. Break it down. Break it down. That is a hard truth. Uh, and it's a hard truth relationally. I remember one time I had the opportunity to sit with John Maxwell, noted business leader. And he just talked about as you grow in leadership, sometimes people don't grow with you. And so leadership can feel lonely because you're trying to take people to a place that they may not want to go on their own. And some people will say, I just don't want to go there. That moment in the rehab hospital, Ari wanted to go to a place that the therapist did not want to go with her. Wow. And that's what happens in life sometimes as well. God may stir a vision in us, a passion in us to go somewhere that others that we love or that are well-meaning or they're simply doing their jobs. They don't want to take the journey with us and it feels harsh hard and can be lonely to have to say then i've got to move forward without you Mm. but there are times in life when that happens and if we resist making that move that god is calling us to make we'll actually end up more handicapped than if we move forward taking the risk to overcome whatever it is that we're facing so moment is off the cuff keep moving forward
Wow, that is good stuff, dude. There was at least 97 different moments that we could go off the cuff on with this thing. Mm -hmm. Like, amazingly so. Yeah. I can't wait to the second half of this. Right. I just know that our listeners got a shorter attention span. You know what I'm saying? Attention span. Why you got to correct me, man? That's what I said. <laughs> wow. Because my so attention rude. span was so short, I forgot what you even said. So, so rude. <laughs> hey, so we're going to have you spin the wheel. So we can ask you a, a, ran, a random question. We just went off the cover. Oh, now you we got spin it too fast. Yeah, you spin it too oh. fast. Calm yourself down. Got to get the wheel into hey, you position. Spin, spin with your uh, right side, so people won't know the end of the story. <laughs> that's, that's the only side I have. Okay, right now. yeah, because this is yeah, exactly, exactly. So go ahead, spin the wheel and spin. All right. Who is your favorite black person? What? What did your fifth grade teacher say about you during your parent teacher conference? Do you remember your fifth grade parent teacher conference? Oh, actually, I just even pulled up my first grade one and, and every teacher said the same thing. What'd they say? She got a. What'd they say? She, she talked a lot. I knew, <laughs> say. She, I knew it. She got a big mouth. Big mouth. <laughs> They said I was relational. I was very relational. I was no, 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 very no, no, no. You fixed it. You fixed that. You turned it into relational. They said big mouth. You said relational. She is very so relational. Wrong. She's pretty Still. dope, man. Really, really dope, as a matter of fact. Wow. Hey, we said we we're going to give something away. So we're giving you my comedy special. If you go to michaeljr.com slash extra, we're going to send you my comedy special to enjoy. All right. Do you remember the song Big Mouth by Houdini, the rapper? Mm, you got a big mouth. Big mouth. Oh, People used to say that you had a big mouth, and now I understand yeah, what they're talking about. Because what no. we do is just between me and you, not something that you run and tell your crew, because you had to tell Karen and, and she told Cheryl, and the story rolled on just like, like a wheelbarrow. Carol told Didi, and, and she Didi told Pam, Al. and Pam overheard her talking to her man. Pebbles told Cookie what she thought she heard, Sick. and somehow Ooh. Easy E had got, got the word. word. He told somebody I knew from uptown, Town. and they called me up and put, put me down. Now the whole darn story's been Turned around, and that's the reason why I'm not with you, you now because you never should have oh, opened your mouth, mouth at all. all. And I wouldn't have had no reason to, to make, make this, this call. call. You got, got a big mouth, mouth. a big mouth, <laughs> big mouth, big mouth. <laughs> that was you are classic. awesome. I can't wait to this second part. This is gonna be so this dope. Be really wow, good. the next one should be called Will She Walk Again? Will She Walk Again? <laughs> oh, that's where Friends comes in. Remember that song by Houdini? How many of, of us, us have them? them? Friends, we're gonna start the next episode. Boom! Oh, she remembers that. Well, y'all, it's funny how life works. Hey, if you want to learn how to press in, like in a great way to use your conflicts to your advantage, just go to slash press in, and we're gonna send you a free video to show you exactly how to utilize your conflicts to your advantage. I know it sounds crazy. Trust me. Go to slash press in.